Welcome, everybody. Episode three of the MGM Design Digital Media Strategy Interview Series. You are in for a treat today. If you are tuning in from the beginning uh, or you're just joining us right here on the very first few seconds, congratulations. Or maybe you're you're catching this on the replay. Totally cool as well. Um, the, uh, the, the guest that we have today is, uh, is incredible and uh, has leveraged digital media strategies to uh, make their business so much so successful and to be able to thrive during the, uh, uh, the last 18 months uh, or specifically last 12 months of, of the pandemic. So without further ado, because there is so many gold nuggets, if you are interested in digital strategies for your business, you're going to want to watch this from start to finish. There are so many gold nuggets in the interview questions that I have lined up specifically designed for our guests that uh, you're going to want to be here from right now all the way to the end. You don't want to miss any of this. And so with that in mind, we're going to start immediately and I'm going to bring Andrea on right now because um, I don't want to I want to have plenty of time to get through all of this great information. So without any further ado, I am so, so happy and proud to have our guest today, Andrea, manager of River City Grill. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so glad you were able to take the time. When we scheduled this today, I was like, dang, 11 a.m. on a lunch uh, restaurant lunch hour. I'm like, I don't know if you can do it. But of course, you were so generous to be here. uh, so without, I, we're going to go fast today. We're going to cover a lot of topics because you're so knowledgeable and so successful with your business and your digital media strategy that I don't want to miss anything. To begin with, your background, where did you come from? What brought you to Yuma? And uh, describe your role as manager of River City Grill. Okay, Matt. Well, um, originally, I'm, uh, I was born in Lancaster, Ohio, and I joined the Marine Corps after high school. <laughs> Ohio, um, so I got stationed here in Yuma in the year 2000, and honestly, I had never even heard of Yuma when I got my orders, but um, I instantly loved, loved this place. Um, I love the community. The people here are so nice, um, nicer than anywhere I've ever lived. So um, I love Yuma. When I got out, I moved to San Diego. And um, when I left, everyone said, you'll be back. And I didn't believe that at the time, but um, here I am. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm I going to live here for my life. I, I married a, a farmer. So, um and I manage River City Grill, so um, I love my job, and I love the people I work with, and I love our patrons. Um, I'm very blessed to have such a great, great job. So, what did you do in the Marine Corps? Um, I was a calibrator. I calibrated electronics, and you know, most people that that go to school to do that, they they stay in that field. It's a really good field, but uh, I'm not the type of person that wants to be sitting at a bench all day. So, so. Here you are, manager of River City Grill. Fifteen years later, what? How did how did that happen to go from a calibrator to a restaurant manager? Well, when I got out, I moved to San Diego. I was young, and I, I got a really fun job managing a bar right on the beach, and uh, that was fun for years. And then I realized, you know, I need to uh, 
settle down a little bit. So yeah, Yuma, Yuma called me back. So I got a job. I was actually um, bartending out at the Applebee's in the foothills when it first opened. And that's when I met one of Nan's um, servers. And he, he worked at Chow Bella and he said, hey, this is a great job, um, a great restaurant. You should work over there instead. So I went and talked to Nan. She hired me. And a few months later, I became her manager. So I've yep. been with her since 2006. And we've all received the benefit uh, ever since. And so if you're not from Yuma, maybe you're watching from out of town or maybe you're new to uh, new to Yuma, River City Grill is one of the premier restaurants in Yuma. If you want to make a great impression on a first date, you're going to River City Grill. If you want to take your wife out to a beautiful uh, Valentine's dinner, River City Grill. Special occasions get uh, celebrated at River City Grill. I have had many, many memorable occasions there as well. So uh, um, that's that's kind of the, the background there. And I think you, Dre, are large reason for all of that. So um, before we just uh, uh, continue to gush over how amazing we all are, I have some <laughs> really great questions. Well, speaking of gushing, um, I literally believe this. I, and and I, I was so eloquent in the way I wrote this question, I'm gonna actually read it word for word. And, and I mean this. I recognize you as an industry innovator on the cutting edge of restaurant survival during the pandemic. Our schools in Yuma closed down on March 15th, 2020. Within two weeks, you were offering family platters, curbside pickup, delivery, and more from a fine dining restaurant. How did you come No one was talking about, no one had heard the curbside and all these things were, were no, it was not even in our vernacular. How did you transition transition so quickly, and what was that process like? Well, honestly, at first, I was um, I just wanted to use our time wisely, and I, I wanted to protect our staff, keep all of our staff working. So I uh, I offered them the opportunity to help us with some projects. I thought we could do some deep cleaning and painting, and you know, maintenance work. I I. I made a huge list of things that we would be doing in order to keep everyone working. And little did I know that our takeout would uh, would just blow up the way it did. But um, I just remember waking up one morning uh, after I heard that we'd be shut down and thinking platters, family platters. We got to do family platters. And uh, we used to actually do those for, you know, some really good friends. You know, um, if if somebody had like a death in the family or, you know, the nicest thing you can do for somebody when they're going through a hard time is, is feeding them. So, um, you know, I, we wanted to feed the community and, and kind of be there for people. And so, uh, so we started these family platters. We offered steak, uh, chicken, uh, salmon, vegetarian. Um, they all fed four to six people with a salad and bread for $30. So very affordable. My family enjoyed them and everybody I run into, you know, has something nice to say about them. So, um, you know, heard, we wanted to do something nice for the community and, and return I, remember, I remember when that came out and I was like, your food is so amazing. Right. And when I saw that for $30, we could get the family and I could do that. I was like, oh my God, this is like a gift, right? Because everyone was like, $30 really for my whole family to have 
like a takeout platter to go from River City Grill. And and so I put a quote up on, on the screen. So I you, you gave me some background and it's full of gold nuggets. So the first one that I put up a moment ago was I had to protect my staff. And you said that something similar a few moments ago, but I wanted to put that up again because it shows that you were, and there's another one, I don't want to say it because there's another one coming up that's so great, but uh, I'll, I'll do it. But you, you, from your heart, you were like, we, this will not end us. I, and, and it was from protecting your staff where that started. But then you said, since we're talking digital media strategy, we posted on our website about the platters and overnight we had the busiest takeout business I've ever seen. And I think that just goes to show the power of the website and a digital strategy. And, uh, and so that's, since we're talking about that, it just wanted yeah, to be It's so true. And honestly, the better your offer, the more response you're going to get. So when you offer something like that, and then it just kind of, you know, it, it propels itself. So, and, yeah. um, you know, it all goes back to the website because, you know, that's where people get all their information. You can refer them to that. You don't have to explain it all. And I mean, a lot of people did want us to explain it all. And it's like, okay, we offer the steak that you can, you know, <laughs> they want to hear about it. So, but, um, yeah, having, having the website, it was such a great tool to be able to refer them to that, you know, and, and so it's let's, overnight, yeah, it, we, we were very busy. Let's drill down into a few specifics because I, I assume the people that are watching this are probably business owners or managers or people that want to be a business owner. And I want to make sure that they have some valuable takeaways. Um, and I put another quote up. You, you said, I will do whatever it takes to keep our staff busy and help our community. So I think that's so powerful that you're not only thinking of your staff, but the community in general. And I know we're going to wrap back around to that. But speaking of social media, um, you are so consistent with what, what you're posting. And I'll just wrap right into my second question relating to this. Your posts are more dynamic than the average person's, hey, this is what's going on. Um, so what's the secret to your consistency with social media? Do you do it? Do you have a staff member do it? Do you hire it out? And what tools or apps are you using to add like your, your fonts always have really cool colors and it's dynamic looking and it's eye engaging. So um, how do you keep the consistency and what are your what are your you what are you using from the perspective of our listeners getting some some tools here to enhance those posts? Well, I, I do all of our social media. Uh, I'm fully in charge of that. Um, just recently, I, I made Aaron, uh, I, I, I don't know what it's called, but I, I, I'm asking for a little bit of help from her. So she's going to start um, posting some things as well when I don't have time. But um, so I use an app called Handrum. And it's, it's a really good app as far as making flyers and all of that is concerned. And I feel like when you are doing a post, it's it's got to look good. I mean, if you post a picture of ugly food, it's not going to help you at all. So why do that? So it's tricky. Oh, it is. It is really hard to take a good picture. But and I also try to use pictures from photographers like when you guys came in and uh, with your whole crew and you brought your photographer. You know, I, I use a lot of that stuff and just repost the beautiful pictures that were taken then, you know. So, um, yeah, it's just, 
you know, post things that that look good, that are enticing for people and um, try to describe it well. People want to know what it is and they want to know what you offer, you know, so. How often do you do a social post? It just depends. There are times when I will go a couple of months without posting just because no. I, I swear. Well, maybe. <laughs> It seems, it seems, it like, seems like it. It's a well. It just depends. Um, you know, I try to post a couple times a week, That's generally. But sometimes we are really, really just too busy. So um, it just depends on on you know what what's going on at the time. And you also post uh, with you. You use hashtags often. Mm -hmm. uh, do you see an impact from including hashtags? Uh, hashtags from right. uh, uh, definitely. I mean, hashtags make your post more discoverable. So what I like to do is first take a Snapchat of something. I like taking pictures with Snapchat, and then you yeah. could add something, or you know, use um, use their filters, and then uh, I will save that, and then post that to my Instagram, and then when you post to Instagram, it just automatically posts to Facebook. So you know, it makes it pretty easy. And so you're using Snapchat, Snapchat, and then Instagram as your primary with a duplicate post on Facebook via Instagram. Mm -hmm. And are those the three main ones or do you use any other socials? Those are the three main ones. Yeah. That's awesome. And I would agree. I mean, Snapchat wouldn't come to my mind immediately, but Facebook and Instagram are probably the two biggies. Mm -hmm. And uh, for, for Yuma, for our community with Twitter third place and, uh, it, you know, from there, there's, there's, there's plenty more. And I know you and I are on TikTok pretty much every night. So <laughs> <laughs> I wish. All right. Uh, moving on. Oh, and one more social follow-up. You also will often post your phone number in the description of whatever it is. And that seems so obvious, but I don't do that. Rarely do I do that. And it, what what are your thoughts on that? Do you see it is uh, it is kind of crazy because there have been a couple of times when I would post something with our phone number, and instantly our phone would start to ring. So it's wow. it's obvious that when you post your phone number, it helps. That's powerful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you can do something like, and then boom, your phone starts ringing. What business? I mean, that's 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 gold. That's, yeah. that's a golden nugget. That's a jackpot right there. Um, another content-based question on socials. Uh, I know I see all the time where you'll do like a chef special and you'll script up something that's like, oh, a chef had a few minutes of free time and he invented this new dessert that never existed before. Or it's it's the, uh, you know, a new uh, entree that he just like created, right? Yeah. And of course your mouth starts watering because there's a picture that's gorgeous. Yeah, and that's the great thing about Lorenzo. I mean, he is a great chef and he is always doing something. He always has a chef special. I mean, I wish I could post all of them, you know? Um, and then when he does whip up, his desserts are the best. He, they're not too sweet. They're very, uh, yeah, they're awesome. And one night I posted uh, one of his desserts and literally three tables that were all sitting near each other all came in because of that post. So it's kind of interesting. So is, that, that leads me to another question. But first, I want to just say, I just want to ask because I'm curious, is it really this this organic, beautiful process? Or are you like, hey, chef, 
give me something to put on there, invent something real quick. Is it like, what's the real deal? No, well, Lorenzo always has a chef special. Yeah. Every single day, he has a soup of the day. His soups are the best. Yeah. People call just like, hey, what's the soup of the day? You know? And uh, his chicken tortilla soup is awesome. Uh, right now, or the other day, he did a chili con carne and um, you know, it has all the filet and all the all the trimmings from all the good meats, all the ribeye and everything. So it's like the best chili ever. Just you know, he does some really good vegetarian soups too. Um, but yeah, he has the he has a soup of the day every single day, and he has a chef special every single day. So and, and um, I think that's a, to to help market your your restaurant a bit. That's a really important note that awesome steaks, awesome, amazing seafood. But you guys also have vegetarian and vegan options, and you've been doing that since before that was even like the thing, right? right. That's true. Yeah. So that's and also, you know, we cater to people that have special needs diets, you mm -hmm. know, and there are a lot of people that can't have gluten or, yeah. um, you know, they're on a raw diet or just there's all sorts of different ones, and we we cater to those people, so. And, and cater is the right word because um, when when I'm at dinner there with friends that do have some sort of a special need with their diet, the, the servers are so well informed and they're so accommodating that you don't feel awkward about asking for that special accommodation. And so you, you truly do cater to that need. And I just think that that's fantastic. So swooping back to um, your customer, so you're you're like the L L chef Lorenzo posted about the the uh, dessert, and then like people like literally eating there, like on their phones while they're at the restaurant, are like, oh, but dessert? Uh, can we get that? No, they actually came in because of the post. I mean, the, I mean, I found out one of the servers said, "Hey, uh, my guy sitting at five o two came in because of the post for the dessert." And then the, the server in the next section over is like, oh, my, my table's there because of the post of the dessert, too. And then turns out there was three people within the same amount of, you know, within a certain amount of time that were all there because of that post. I was like, OK, well. So as I monitor your you're obviously one of my clients. And as I monitor the social posts and all of that. Um, you guys get a ton of reviews and they're typically they're awesome reviews like because your food's so good um, and people also post photos. So I've got two questions for you here. I mean, people are posting photos all the time. It's like, here's my food and then it's up. Um, uh, so one, do you encourage that or does it just happen organically? People sit down and they're like, oh, I'm going to post a picture of my food. And then number two, of course, every business owner knows occasionally someone's going to put like a, a negative post out there. Mm -hmm. And and so how do you handle that? Because that's just a reality for all of us that sometimes something slips through the cracks or sometimes people perceive a negative experience when in reality, maybe it wasn't. However, it happens, it happens. So one, is it organic on all of those postings? And two, what happens on the negative? I, well, honestly, I used to spend a lot more time um, focusing on reviews than I do now. They are important. And uh, I think responding to people's reviews are also important. Um, and I used to encourage people to write reviews a lot. But um, lately, I just I just kind of let it happen naturally. So Yeah. Well, it's working because, I mean, I do monitor it. And usually people are are just like extremely complimentary. And then they're just like, 
whoa, I can't, you know, this is, it's like the presentation is so beautiful and well thought out and like that little extra attention is given by your staff. And so people are like, hey, dang, grab my phone. I need to get a picture of this. And, it, and the, it, that wraps back around to the power of digital media strategies and the importance of having these different pieces in place to be more successful. Um, okay, this next one is like a, uh, this is just me bragging a little bit, um, but I'll wrap a question into it. So years ago, I used some of my um, secret sauce tri uh, tips and tricks to secure. So your original website was uh, rivercitygrillyuma.com. Good name. Mm -hmm. Not perfect, but, but good. And so I was like, I didn't even tell you guys I was doing this because I didn't want to uh, lead to an expectation I couldn't fulfill. But I, but I used all my tools and I actually, like through an auction bidding process, got rivercitygrill.com for you all. So there's a lot of rivers and a lot of cities and a lot of grills in this beautiful world that we live in. Right. So River City Grill is sought after, okay? Right. But, you know, not River City Grill Yuma, but River City Grill. Mm -hmm. All right. There's a, there, I mean, so, and, and when I, that was like the biggest score I thought for you guys when we got that. And of course, that's your website. It's scrolling on the bottom, rivercitygrill.com. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, so. yeah, and we're so appreciative of that, Matt. I mean, kudos to you. It, honestly, having that great domain name is key. I mean, you, the name of your business as your domain name, that's, I mean, you can ask for anything better than that. So cool. I yeah. guess that's, that, that was my question is the talking about the importance of the domain name. And I guess we all know it and you said it. So uh, moving forward. Um, uh, okay, here, okay, you might, you might get a little like twitchy or nervous on the next couple of questions, but I think they're, they're, they're great questions because it gets us all thinking about this. What digital marketing strategies do you think you should be doing more of? I think that um, just letting people know, I mean, um, not everybody knows everything about our business. So, I mean, if we could just be a little bit more informative, I think that that would be helpful to people to know that our seafood is wild caught and sustainable. And, um, you know, I think I could be a little bit better about um, informing people about what we do and what we what we uh, what we care about. So that's a beautiful answer. And I didn't know you were going to answer that way. And I agree completely. And I think part of that may evolve from being an expert. You are an expert. You are a master <laughs> what you do. I am an expert and a master at what I do. And there's an old adage, like once you have 10,000 hours of experience doing what you do, you qualify as master. And I've far beyond 10,000 and you are too. Um, so, uh, uh, I, but as such, we're so involved and so aware of our business, we often forget to share those basics because we just assume everybody knows. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think that's a great uh, thought and also a great strategy for someone who, because we all are like, I need to put something on social media today. Hmm. Uh, Domain names are cool. Um, you know, it's like, what do we post? And the basics are okay because the basics to us are extremely helpful to the audience. 
Right. So I, I think that's beautiful and a terrific answer to a hard question. And here comes another hard question. What are the biggest challenges with marketing digitally at a high-end local restaurant? What challenges do you face in that this world that we're talking about? Well, I mean, just po posting nice pictures that represents uh, our food well um, is a challenge. Also, um, I like to put uh, review cards in all of our uh, checkbooks so people can um, leave a little bit of information um, and just let us know how we're doing. And, you know, everyone leaves their email address. Not everybody, but a lot of people leave their email address. So I have a bunch of email addresses and I, I mean, I've often wanted to do an email campaign and I've just never really gotten around to it. So, um, you know, I guess Perfect. I just wish I had more time for, for things like that. Perfect answer. Cause it leads to my final hardball question, which is leading back to talking about myself. But, uh, I, as obviously I am, uh, rolling out like super enhanced, super amazing solutions for, email broadcasts for businesses so it's easy and text message broadcasts so it's easy and we all know the power of when your text when your phone goes off and you get a text message how we can barely contain ourselves to not look at that text message <laughs> and when you compare that to email my since we've been talking i probably have 40 unread messages in my inbox right. and that's not counting spam and that's not counting all my other filtering that I do. So mm -hmm. the odds of penetrating the audience via email compared to text messaging, which literally has been proven to fire endorphins in our brain and make us feel good because somebody loves me. They've text messaged me. <laughs> it, it literally makes us feel good. We can't psychologically with neuroscience ignore it. <laughs> Leveraging that power to get your message out as a business owner, I think is huge. And that's why I'm developing these new strategies along those lines. So um, uh, so you kind of already answered it. Are you doing email broadcasts? Are you doing text message broadcasts? And do you agree with my analysis that that is a uh, important direction for us to be moving with? I agree hundred percent. Yes, definitely. Cool. Very cool. Okay, down to two last questions. Our 15 minute interview, interview is at 26 minutes. So as <laughs> usual, it's just so if it flies by, but there's so much great information that you as a, as a fantastic business leader in our community have to share. Um, so I kind of always end with these last two questions and it's very, uh, it's always really cool to hear what the answers are. Are you a reader? And if so, have you read a book that has had impact on your life or a significant, uh, uh, you know, a story or thought that may have come out of that? Or what are you, what are you reading or what have you read lately? So I'm just a little bit obsessed with self growth books. And um, I've recently downloaded this app that's called Headway. And uh, since I don't have a lot of time for reading, uh, I really like Headway because it takes all the key points from so many different books, like the Checklist Manifesto or Million Dollar Habits or, you know, some of these great books. And just uh, every morning while I'm getting ready for 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever, I just listen to Headway and, you know, just listen to one book, you know, for that amount of time. 
Um, so that's 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 what I do. I put a banner up. Uh, I spelled it H E A D W A Y. I'm sure everybody can find it if I'm wrong. Um, but uh, so shares key ideas from major books and summarizes those concepts. I love that. I've never heard of that app, and and that would be so great because. You know, lately I've been working really long hours to maintain success and, and positivity and growth for MGM during the pandemic. And so to go home and, and then start reading a, a book that's talking about leadership and self-help and, and all that, um, you know, I go home and I'm exhausted mentally, physically and every other way. And, uh, you, you know, so that extra time to sit down and read a book is, is hard to find. Right. So this is really cool. <laughs> Last question. Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Last question. Do you have a favorite? I love one-liner quotes, like inspirational quotes. Uh, so um, uh, do you have a favorite inspirational quote? And that is a good question. I feel like there's so many, Matt. And honestly, like off the top of my head, I can't think of a favorite quote. What's your favorite quote? Um, I, I've got a million of them, but uh, the one that just popped into my head for who knows why is uh, that that we become the sum average of the five people that we hang around with most. Mm. And the takeaway for me with that is to think about where do you want to be? Where do you want to go? What do you want to achieve? Big picture, big goal in, in life. And so let's say that your goal is to become a millionaire. You want to have $1 million. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense that you are more likely to achieve that if you hang around people that are already millionaires? Or does it make sense that you're going to, is it going to be harder to achieve that if you're hanging around with your high school buddies that, you know, are doing whatever they're doing? Maybe they're millionaires and that's great. But, um, uh, I've got somebody at my door, so, uh, we'll, we're, I know we're about to wrap up. But um, does that make so you become the sum average of the five people that you hang around with most? And so what I what I would say to anyone that's thinking about that is think about who you're hanging out with and thinking about where you want to be in life and what you want to achieve that's and point. correlate between those two. So there's one. Okay. Thank you. For well, letting me no, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I also, I want to thank our community and I want to thank you for being a pillar in our community. I think you're great, Matt. You know, um, uh, our community has really supported us through, um, these last few months and, um, where there's, we have so many great people here. So we're just, we're very grateful and, and, and thank you for having me today. And, and I want to reemphasize that because I didn't give you the opportunity to expand on that. But in, in the little write up of the things that you mentioned, you might want to talk about, you really emphasize the importance of uh, the community of your, uh, of your uh, repeat business, your, your customers that are loyal customers that come back all the time. Um, you talked about how, uh, normally with takeout, you know, it's not natural to really tip a, a large amount because it's like, Hey, I'm not being served. I'm just walking up, you know, I'm, I'm eating at home. Right. And how your customers did not do that. They were, big. it was obvious that they were trying to support our staff, you know, yeah. by tipping more than, than normal. And, um, just all the little things that everybody did during the pandemic to show that they cared to try to support other people was just really amazing, really touching. So one last story I want to tell, and I have a quote from that is someone that had never been to Yuma 
but wanted to do something nice. I forget if it was for a client or a friend or a family member that lived here. Um, he'd never been to Yuma, but he just wanted to do, uh, do a nice gift. And he Googled some, did some search Yuma restaurants or Yuma gift cards. And he went, he found your website, rivercitygrill.com. And the quote that it's on the screen, he could tell that we were one of the top restaurants in Yuma from what he saw online. Hallelujah. <laughs> My career has not been a waste. We did it. <laughs> Success. <laughs> Glorious. Like, <laughs> Tell me a story like this every day of my life so I can feel fulfilled. I will. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so congratulations. Uh, I thank you for your friendship. Thank you for being a wonderful client and a wonderful person. And thank you for taking the time to share your uh, secret golden nuggets with us today. <laughs> it's been it's been awesome. And uh, um, I'm, I'm uh, full of gratitude. I am as well. Thank you for having me, Matt. Have a great day. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>